Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. This is working. That's working. I think it's time for a podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 712 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about male plants. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Fiscal's Organics. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Uncle Adam, the Uber driver. I want to send a thank you shout out to Frogman420 and Spherical Glassworks. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Blackhawks Fan and Choke Norris. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Groove2112. I want to send a big thank you to Brohan78 and Captain Mojo. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Rutro and Rasufa. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Canna Reaper 413 Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Rasta Green Thumb. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen, and you know I do include that link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. All right, I feel like I got all the business out of the way. Where do we go from there? Let's jump right here into this part. Recently on social media, I saw something that kind of bothered me. A member of the Irie Army, a friend, made a mistake in the grow room. They actually had a an equipment failure, and a lot of people... Uh, They jumped on that person and they gave them a bunch of negative uh, feedback, a bunch of negative criticism. The feedback was kind of 50-50. Some people said you can do it, uh, just try again, grow harder. But a lot of people were very uh, not super kind about that. You guys, people are going to make mistakes. This person took it to heart when you guys talk trash to them, kind of messed up their day. People are going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes in your grow. Don't be afraid to make some mistakes. Uh, Things are going to happen. Equipment is going to fail. You're going to mess up schedules. You're going to mismeasure some stuff. Plants are going to die. But guess what? Life goes on. The key is to grow again so that you've got some good weed to smoke next time when shit goes wrong. So don't be discouraged. Don't give up if you make mistakes. I've done a full episode about making major mistakes and grows. I've destroyed entire crops. I was halfway through a flowering crop one year. Uh, Maybe last year, maybe the year before. I was trying new lights. I was halfway through a flowering crop. It was fully seeded. 
It would have been a great market run. You guys would have really enjoyed those seeds. I was not satisfied with the quality of those plants. I cut them down. I made mistakes. I cut my losses, cleaned up, regrouped, started over. It hurt. It hurt my uh, It hurt my little ego. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my budget, definitely. Uh, but I learned a lot from it. I learned not to use that lighting in the winter. I learned not to switch lighting in the middle of a grow. I learned how to use those lights eventually. It was a great learning experience. So you guys, when you do make mistakes, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when you do make a mistake, because it's going to happen. If if you're not a robot, if you're not a machine, and still then, those things make fucking mistakes. If you make mistakes, if you make errors, if your plants die, it's not the end of the world. That is just the end of those plants. Life goes on. Shit happens. Grow more weed. Let's do it again. All right. Big shout out to my friend that made some mistakes. Uh, they actually ended up with some fresh seeds. They were well taken care of. They're going to give it another run. They have been re-encouraged and revitalized. You guys, don't let mistakes uh, scare you away. There's a full episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast about mistakes. Uh, I talk about the things that I have done to destroy plants, ruin full grows. I encourage you to check that out. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Uh, killing plants and ruining shit is how I got good at growing. You don't get better at anything by getting it right the first time. You have to make a mistake. Then take notes of your mistakes, and now you know exactly what not to do. And of course, sometimes equipment is just going to fail. You can't help that. All right, where do we go from there? I do have more notes. Um, also, yes, thank you for the great feedback, you guys. I got some amazing, awesome feedback from the past uh, two or three episodes, from episode 709, when I talked about the evolution of dabbing, I got quite a few uh, comments, responses, emails, and feedback from that. Then, of course, episode 710. Oh, my goodness. Big shout-out to Pedro once again. Big shout-out to Roz and Ryan. And big thanks to the audience out there, everybody for watching, uh, the feedback, the uh, the corrections, the comments, the concerns, all of that stuff. Uh, the comments are what I was going to say. Uh, big thanks for all that. That episode got a lot of responses. The YouTube comments are uh, they're flooded. There's a bunch of comments there. The emails are coming in. The questions are being asked. You guys are watching the show. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Then episode 711, I had a lot of fun doing the munchies episode. I talked for like 40 minutes about munchies. I did not mean to go on that long. It was a super easy show. I got rambly. You guys seem to enjoy it. Thank you for the first of all, for the feedback to make that episode. That was a very uh, audience-generated episode, so thank you for giving me the info to make that show. And then thank you once again for the feedback coming from that episode. Also, I'm still getting feedback from that. People are listening to it, and now they're messaging me saying, this is what I like to eat. Uh, mangoes have been real popular, lots of fruit, and still uh, that box has been popular. So you guys keep doing it. Keep smoking, keep eating, uh, keep sending me great feedback. I do appreciate it. It has been great. All those comments, all those, uh, all the feedback, even the the concerns, the constructive criticism, all that stuff, it does kind of recharge me. It refuels me. It gives me uh, like a little bit of energy. It keeps me going. It refreshes me. Uh, it's, it's like a, a good job. And anytime you tell somebody they did a good job, it encourages them. That means a lot coming from you guys. I know that I'm helping somebody and it makes me feel like I'm not just talking to myself into this camera with this expensive mic. Because that would be a sign of mental illness if I was just doing this for me. Anyway, I'm getting rambly. I'm kind of baked today. It's been a great day. Let's uh, focus a little more. You guys, I went to the dispensary today. Big shout out to my friends at Doctor's Orders Stem Beach at the south end of Pueblo, Colorado. If you're down there, check them out. Let them know that Rasta Jeff sent you. Uh, they will take extra good care of you. They'll take good care of you no matter what at that dispensary. It's a small little spot. Uh, there's hardly ever a line, hardly ever a wait. You can usually walk in, get the products you need, and be on your way in just a few minutes. Uh, they have got uh, marvelous flowers, and they have got my favorite. They've got the Green Dot 
batters and green dot rosins and green dot HCFSE, the high, uh, what is that, the high cannab notes, the FSE, the full spectrum extracts is what they've got there. So many letters and so many things. What I normally buy is the batter, to be honest with you. I get the batter. Occasionally, I get the pens. Uh, right now, they've also got a bunch of uh, Incredibles edibles. They did not pay for this ad. They're just good to me. Shout out to my buddy Ricky over there, always taking good care of me, bud tender of the year. I was there today stocking up on my green dot concentrates. Uh, the one that I bought named, um, it is named after an artist. It is called Dali. That Dali, bro, get you a gram of that. That will kick your dick in the dirt. It'll get you rambling on a podcast. Uh, anyhow, while I was there, my good friend Ricky, uh, shout out to Ricky, growing that orange gas, I'm like a champ gave me this uh, propaganda paper from the dispensary. The Marijuana Enforcement Division is now passing out uh, this paperwork when you buy concentrates. You're supposed to pass this to a customer that buys concentrates in the dispensary. The top of it says Colorado Department of Revenue, Marijuana Enforcement Division, use of regulated marijuana concentrate. I just thought this was interesting, so I'm going to share this with you. We're going to kind of mock this a little bit is what's really going to happen here. Uh, they gave this to me which I thought was funny. He, he laughed when he gave it to me. He said, I have to give this to every customer who buys a concentrate. And I was like, oh, good, because I'm new. Um, of all people that needed some dabbing advice, it is definitely me. Uh, this is the medical and retail marijuana stores are required. This says that medical and retail marijuana stores are required to provide this resource to individuals purchasing regulated marijuana concentrate. I feel like Nancy Grace when I say marijuana concentrate. <clears throat> You guys excuse the raspy voice also. Uh, that's from way too many dabs. But life goes on. We must do a podcast. Uh, this does say examples of a serving size for each type of concentrate. And it, ex it describes the expected serving sizes for a concentrate. It goes on. It says regulated marijuana stores offer various categories of marijuana concentrates. Stores may refer to marijuana concentrates using different names, including but not limited to terms like Shatter, wax, butter, sugar, hash, resin, and rosin. So they talk about all the different names. Then here's where they get serious. Start low and go slow. That's that's real advice. I once heard a guy say, you can't unsmoke that joint, can you? And he was fucking right. Uh, but it says, start low and go slow. Then it says, vaping. Vaporizers heat marijuana concentrate to release THC for inhalation. The serving size should not exceed one in inhalation lasting two seconds per serving. So they want you to vapors that heat concentrate. Uh, the serving size should not la exceed one inhalation lasting two seconds. That's one, 1,000, two, 1,000. That's what they want you to do. That makes sense, bro. If you're new, that, that'll work for you. I don't hold in a dab for very long either. I think that you get what you need. Um, I think you just get COPD from holding in smoke for too long. That's all you're going to get. I think you absorbed what you're going to absorb. Unless you take a giant dab, then I think some of it may stick to my lungs, and I just absorb it slowly over time as my lungs eat it up. Let me get back on track. This says, inhalation other than vaping. Then it says, when consuming regulated marijuana concentrate by inhalation other than vaping. Uh, and then it says, an example, dabbing. The recommended serving size is a sphere with the diameter no larger than the dot below. And I'm going to show you the dot here. I'm going to hold this up as close to that camera as I can get it from my seat without uh, messing everything up. But look at the size of the dot. I tried to move that around a couple of times to where I can find an edible, edited, editable. Do you say editable quickly? Uh, a spot where I can edit to where we can put that picture in there really good and you can see it. Maybe we could blow it up. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and drop it in. But that dot that's on there is not a very big dot. They want you to do a dab that is that size in diameter, like a full ball 
of that most people that might get you high but for me that's that's going to make me wish that you would give me a dab is all that's going to do so they're telling you to inhale for one inhalation lasting two seconds and that's uh or that's if you're vaping all right and then uh inhalation uh the serving size is sphere no larger than the dot below then it says risks and precautions this is the part where i got excited here uh use of marijuana concentrate may lead to psychotic symptoms and or psychotic disorder including but not limited to delusions hallucinations or difficulty distinguishing reality that's fucking extreme you've got to what are you dabbing can i get some of that whatever made that person get uh delusions hallucinations and uh, difficulty distinguishing reality may i please i'll take a gram i'll take a four gram jar i'll pay cash where do we go from here? Mental health symptoms and problems. It doesn't list any of those, but it gives you the uh, the thing that it looks like there's more coming after that, but there's no uh, stuff coming after that. Then it says uh, cannabis, hyperemesis. Did I say that right? The fir- I, That might be the first time I ever said that correctly. Cannabis, hyperemesis syndrome or CHS, which is known as uncontrolled and repetitive vomiting. I think that's pesticide exposure. I'm not a scientist, a Scientologist, a doctor. Uh, I just have a podcast, and I did stay at a Holiday Inn one time. Uh, but uh, I really think CHS is probably most likely a pesticide exposure. I could be wrong. Let's keep moving. Uh, then it says cannabis use disorder and dependence, including physical and psychological dependence. So they're warning you that you may, you just may get addicted to dabbing, bro. Um, I don't, I don't see that happening. People, I don't think you get addicted to dabbing. You may enjoy it. You may want to do it a lot, but it does. I don't, in my opinion, I'm not, I don't, I don't know anybody. I, I'm not a, once again, I'm not a behavioral therapist. I'm not a, uh, an addictive medicine specialist. We got to call in Dr. Drew for that. I do. However, uh, maybe I am addicted since I'm justifying shit here. I do take breaks and I was going to encourage you to take breaks occasionally. Um, if you follow my social media, if you watch my Instagram live, you watched, uh, last year, I took a couple of one week breaks and then I took a 12 day break where I didn't smoke any cannabis or eat any edibles for a stretch of 10 days. And then uh, it was one week, it was seven days. And then I went for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, I said, well, that was fun. Let's just keep going. I went for 12 days. Uh, then I just wanted to smoke just cause I wanted to, but maybe just check yourself occasionally, take a little break, see if, uh, if that's something you need to do. Also, uh, I consume medical cannabis. And would you stop taking your medicine? Do you need a break from your medicine? The things that make you not sick or something like that? That's kind of the way I see it. But I do take breaks occasionally. Uh, it's, it's always fun to clean out the system. You don't smoke for 10 days. Uh, and then when you do take a dab, it is fucking tremendous. You do notice that one. All right, let me get myself back on track. There's more to this paper. We'll wrap this up and then start talking about male plants here. Next up on the paper, it says consuming concentrates via inhalation will cause immediate effects. That is accurate. That's accurate. I feel like when I take a dab, uh, if I take the appropriate size dab, by the time I'm done blowing it out, I'm like, oh, I'm high. There it is. Like, booyah, it got me. And then I got to let that dab kind of sink in for a few minutes and let that immediate part of the dab kind of wear off because it could be overwhelming when you take a monster dab. So that is accurate. It does come on immediately. Then it says marijuana concentrates, and this is in bold. Marijuana concentrates are not recommended for inexperienced marijuana users. Uh, then back to our normal size font. THC concentration, amount of concentrate consumed and frequency of use can result in both short-term and long-term effects. There's moderate evidence that individuals who use marijuana with THC concentration greater than 10% are more likely than non-users to be diagnosed with a psychotic disorder such as schizophrenia. And they said uh, loose, right? They did say there's moderate evidence. They don't have solid evidence. It kind of 
It kind of looks like this. That's what they're saying. That's not fucking real evidence. And then it says, marijuana concentrate is not approved by the FDA and claims of medical benefits are not supported by the FDA. That's That makes good sense. You got to put that in there for legal bullshit. Uh, marijuana concentrates are not recommended for anyone under the age of 25, except if recommended by a doctor. People under 25 may be at greater risk of potential harm because the brain is not fully developed. So they don't want you dabbing until you're 25. Sorry, kid, you got to quit dabbing. You got to wait a couple years keep doing your thing. Then it says regulated marijuana stores cannot provide medical advice. I actually, uh, I like that. Um, they're not doctors, they're bud tenders. Most of them are just 20 something year old chicks and bros that definitely have no qualification to give any medical advice. Don't go in there and ask them what to smoke for your seizures. Don't do that. Do your own research, find the strains that work for you. Don't rely on those folks. Uh, don't put that pressure on them. Don't do that. Don't put your devil magic on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, then it says, any questions related to the health or safety of marijuana concentrates should be discussed with a patient's recommending physician or an adult consumer's primary care physician. And then as a little disclaimer on the bottom, this will be what we wrap up with. The risks are, these risks are based on Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment evidence statements where there is either moderate or substantial evidence, where moderate means strong scientific findings that support the outcome, but these findings have some limitations and substantial means, uh, robust scientific findings that support the outcome with no credible opposing scientific evidence. That's a lot of scientific gibberish. That means uh, we did a study and nobody challenged it. That's what I think. No credible opposing scientific. Yeah, nobody challenged it. That's what I think that says. Um, on the other side, it says uh, the following statements must be included on every container of marijuana, and then it shows you some regulations and some other things and um, some other stuff that doesn't really matter on this one. Then on the back here, we have a bunch of reporting agencies, uh, the Rocky Mountain Poison and Drug Center, uh, Suicide Prevention Line, um, Youth and Marijuana, just weird propaganda phone numbers on the back here. If you do have some problems with something like that, please do reach out to somebody. Take care of your mental and physical well-being, and if somebody you know is in uh, – uh, immediate imminent danger, please do reach out and get them the proper care. That's a responsible thing to say as an adult with uh, a show. But uh, there's a lot of stuff here on the back that I really honestly found this to be entertaining. When he handed it to me, he's like, here, bro, I have to give you this when you dab. And I was like, bro, we've been buying dabs for years, and they just now realized we needed a little propaganda pamphlet. Uh, pretty funny, pretty cool. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to take a quick drink. Then we're going to talk about a male plant question that I got from our friends on YouTube. All right, as promised, I took a drink and now I am back to talk about a mail question that I did get from YouTube. Most of the time, I don't check a lot of the YouTube comments and answer a lot of the questions from there because I prefer them to come in an email. It's easier to print and manage. However, this one did get my attention. <clears throat> it goes a lot like this. First of all, it came from Be Real, but not the original Be Real. It is B E E Real, uh, the other Be Real. And it says, How do you measure the potency of a male plant? That's a very good question. Uh, with a female plant, we get buds, we get flowers, you dry them, cure them, smoke them, enjoy them. And then you go, that one's good, that one's not as good, that one tastes good. You get your own judgment, your own opinions. Or you can take it to the lab, that's always an option. But uh, you don't get that option with the male plant. There's a different process with that. I do have a bunch of notes here, let me keep myself on track, because I do like to start rambling, talk over my notes. So male potency question, how do you measure the potency of a male? The first thing I do when I'm growing uh, a male plant and looking to work with the male plant is it's always a visual inspection. You got to look at it. What does it look like? Does it have the traits you're looking for? Does it re reach the criteria, meet the criteria which you have set for that male plant? What's your goal? What are you trying to do? Now, potency, um, if it makes trichomes, it's going to be potent. That's one of the visual cues for potency, probably the main visual cue, but make sure it's got all the other criteria. Potency isn't the only thing that you're looking for when it comes to a male. You need structure, 
vigor, shape, uh, resistance to pathogens, resistance to bugs, um, appropriate flowering time, um, amount of pollen that it dumps. There's a lot of other things to think about. I've done a lot of shows about that. So visually, look at the plant. Make sure it's something you want to work with. Do you see trichomes? That is going to be a good indicator of a nice, potent male. Now, the next step, since we don't get to smoke the male plant, I mean, you can, but uh, DJ Short does it. That's not my style. I don't want to smoke the male plants. I don't want to dry them out and smoke them. I, instead, I do this. I find multiple female plants. I've got one male plant, a dude that I think is going to be good. This is why breeding takes a while. This is why selection takes a minute. So why seeds are expensive. You find one male plant that you want to work with. This is at least how I, I would. So I'd grow a few males. I'd grow a few males and I'd look, look visually and I'd pick one out of those. And that one that I selected, all the others would be gone. All the pollen would be cleaned up. Now, if you've got a fresh room with one male plant, I would introduce multiple female plants of different genetics. There'd be like, uh, in my case, it'd probably be a strawberry starburst plant, a sunkiss plant, a blueberry cookies plant, a lemon skunk plant. Those plants are all different enough in growth, flavor, aroma, uh, leaf shape, plant structure that I can tell what the male plant is going to add when I breed to those. So I would pollinate several female plants that are different in lots of ways, visually, aromatically, buzz-wise, flowering times, uh, so that we can kind of, what we're trying to do is we're mixing this paint with other colors to see what other colors we create. That's really what we're doing, but we want to be able to see the other colors and we want to see what mixes, what these two colors mix like. So we're trying to put reds and blues together to get purple. If you put a bunch of purple together, you're just going to get more fucking purple and you won't know what happened. So try to find reds, try to find blues, try to find things that are opposite so we can blend those, breed those together and see what we've created. So the first step, pollinate. Now, first step, selection, uh, select males, select females, do a pollination, one male to several female plants, finish them, gather the seeds, Keep the seeds separate. The seeds that came out of the strawberry plant, they're staying over here. The seeds that came out of the sun kiss, staying over here. Seeds that came out of blueberry cookies, staying over here. Same with all the way down the line. I think lemon skunk was the other one I said. We're going to keep all those seeds separate, labeled, sealed, safe, secure. Then I'm going to grow as many as I can of each one of those batches of seeds in the same, uh, as close to the same environment as I possibly can. I'm going to try to get somewhere between 10 and 100 seeds. We're just going to say the blueberry cookies to our new male. I'm going to bust out 100 seeds of those and grow them and see what I get. I'm going to take a lot of notes. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to note the growth structure, the speed of the growth, the leaf shape, the shape of the plant, uh, different phenotypes that I see. I'm just going to make notes. Are there any weird anomalies? Is there Are there any weird mutations or strange things that I notice in that batch? Make all of the notes you can think about. Then once you've grown that batch, run another batch of something different. I said the blueberry this time. Let's do the strawberry next time because that's going to be way different. You got blueberry and uh, kind of funky Skittles, and you got sweet strawberry bubblegum, watermelon. Let's do that one. So we run the strawberry to our new male. Once again, look for anomalies, look for growth structure, look for shape, look for any sort of things that stand out. Document everything that you can. And we're going to do this with all of the seeds that we have made with every batch, the strawberry, blueberry, uh, sunkiss, and the lemon skunk. And now what we're going to start to see is what that male adds to the mix with each plant. Because if you only pollinate one plant, then you only know it's kind of a, a, a what is it, a 50-50 crapshoot. Maybe that's what it does. But if you pollinate multiple different females, then you can see uh, what that male uh, does, what it provides, what it offers to other female plants when you breed to it. Because it's all about the combination of what comes out. We want a new plant that uh, outperforms the original plant in a couple of ways. But we also need vigor, structure, 
uh, resistance, potency, aroma. We need all of that stuff, and it needs to be better than the original plant we started with, or we're not doing the plant any good. We're moving backwards in the evolution of cannabis. So pollinate a bunch of females, grow them out, then take a lot of notes and see what you've got. Then compare your notes. As the grower, as the breeder, this will start coming to you naturally as you're doing it. You'll say, oh, I added, uh, let's just say that your male, maybe I'm going to say that it had chocolate. We're just going to guess chocolate. Chocolate's a good flavor, a good trait, something we would all enjoy. We're going to say that male adds chocolate. We don't know that yet, but we're going to breed that male to blueberry, strawberry, orange, and lemon. Padao, it happened. Now we grow it. Now we're starting to get in the blueberry, I noticed like a chocolate, dark chocolate, blueberry, peanut butter sort of a smell going on. That's kind of interesting. Some of the phenotypes have a lot of chocolate in them. I grew the strawberry out. Got a lot of strawberry terps. There's some watermelon terps like we expected, but then some of them have chocolate. Hey, guess what? I wonder if that male is contributing chocolate terps. Is that what it's doing? Also, I noticed that they all grow super wildly tall. Is that what the male's doing? You'll start noticing commonalities amongst the different crosses that you've made, and that's how you identify what the male is doing. You'll start noticing when I cross it to the lemon skunk that I get chocolate and lemons, and that's how you say, oh, maybe that plant puts out chocolate terps, or maybe it makes, I said a minute ago, gets really tall, or maybe you'll notice that everything you bred it to uh, flowers super quickly. Also, there could be negative traits. Sometimes the male plants, if they don't get enough light, if they start to get root bound, if they get thirsty, if they get overfed, they'll just start auto flowering without you telling them to. That's a problem for a male plant because that trait will be passed on to its progeny. Those plants will start flowering whenever there's a problem and your customers or you or whoever ends up with those seeds will not be happy with that if they're looking for a regular photo period plant. So the best way to do it, pollinate them, pollinate a bunch of females, keep the seeds separate, Grow them, observe, take notes, then find commonalities to see what that male plant is doing. I know it sounds like a lot of work, and it is. Uh, each pollination is going just to veg and flower the plants. you got got 100 days right there. Then you've got to grow out those seeds. There's another 100 days right there. Uh, depending on how many you can grow, you've got to do multiple cycles. So that could take you quite a while. That's why seeds are expensive. That's why breeders uh, charge money for our work. That's why we ask for a compensation for the seeds we give you. That's how we build a reputation is by doing that work and putting out seeds that we know will be reliable, that you have shown a track record that we do make good selections with. Um, let me get back on my notes. Let's see. Visually, pollinate, grow the seeds, find the females, finish them. Oh, yeah. Here's one of the best parts. Smoke them. You get to grow out these plants, these female plants that you just made, and you get to smoke them. That's how we find out uh, what is really the best. It, did you Now, here's, here's what you have to do next. Once you've got a bunch of seeds and you've grown them and smoked, you have to do it again with a different male and see which one's better. That's that's a whole nother, what did I say, 300 days worth of research. Now, we're already at two years into this project, just finding a male plant. That's why seeds get expensive. So uh, you get to grow them, then you get to smoke them, and then you get to find out what those traits are that were passed along. There are some other options that you can do. You can send your male plant to the lab and they can test your male plant for the presence of cannabinoid precursors. Uh, you can also test your finished plant. If you've got a male plant that kicks out flowers, you can send it to the lab for testing for potency. That is a thing. Um, you could uh, get uh, precursor plants from multiple male plants and send those to the lab and test for the presence of cannabinoid precursors in your males, and that may help you speed up your selection process. Uh, you could do precursory tests on males and females uh, that'll definitely speed up your process. Should we talk about that a little bit? Do you, does that make any sense? What we're able to do um, 
let's just say we're looking, we're going to breed plants and I'm looking for a female plant that is super, I'm looking for only plants that are super high in THC. That's, that's a silly goal, but with this project, it will work for what I'm going to talk about. Um, we would grow these plants until we were big enough to get a leaf sample. I only need two true leaves. Once these plants have two true leaves, I take a sample that is the size of the, uh, the back end of this pin, the part you click, the annoying part. I need a sample that big from each plant. We send that sample to a lab. They test it. That lab can identify the presence of the precursors that will later turn into THC. So it knows that the uh, precursors to those cannabinoids are available in that plant. So they will say, uh, this plant shows markers that are high in the precursors. This plant's not so high in it. This plant is super high in it. So at that point, if we were breeding for potency, what you would do is just eliminate all of the low testing number plants at that time. And if you're looking for boys, looking for girls, you can run the test at the same time to find male and female. So if you're looking for that highly potent female, you got her. If you're looking for that highly potent male, you got it. Now what you would do, what I would do, since I've already eliminated the low number plants, I already know that my high potency plants are in the batch. Now I will look for structure, vigor, growth, uh, aroma, color, uh, resistance, all of the other things that may be desirable at this point um, for the plant. We already know that they're super potent. So now I'm phenol hunting backwards. Now I don't have to smoke it. I've already eliminated a bunch of plants through science, through what is known as predicative testing, through looking for the presence of cannabinoid precursors. I would assume you could do that with the male plants. I don't know anybody that is doing that yet. You would be revolutionary. You would be the first. Uh, send that bitch in, get it tested, see what pops up. Um, breed the male, breed the same male to several females and uh, experience and see what that male does. Take notes and have fun. That is the last of my notes that I've got down. Uh, the most important part is that you have fun. If you're not having fun with your breeding projects, if you're stressing yourself out, if it's driving you crazy, take a big breath and step back, smoke some good weed, take some dabs, dab yourself into a state of, which word do we want to use, cannabis use disorder, or maybe get yourself some psychotic symptoms or psychotic disorder. Walk around the block, giggle a couple times, think about it, snap out of it, then go back to the grow room, back to the drawing board, and have fun. Grow from your heart, breed with love. That is what it is all about. The goal here is to create plants that were better than the plants we started with. It sounds like you are, uh, you're very interested in breeding. This is a great question. I hope I gave you some good information here. Uh, my friend, be real. Thank you for the YouTube question. Everybody else out there, this is a good reminder. Please do like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's right. Go to YouTube, search Grow From Your Heart Podcast. You will see the little subscribe button. You know how to do it. Also, click on that notification bell. Then every time I put out an episode, you will get notified. You'll never miss a moment of my cannabis psychosis ramblings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, flower smokers, and dab heads. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you feel like this episode was educational, informative, entertaining, uh, maybe you just like to throw me a couple of bucks because you learned something or had a good time, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need to support the show will be right there on the screen. Big thanks to everybody who does continue to support the show. Also, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know that I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. If I said that too fast, if I did any of that too fast, all of the info is on my website at irigenetics.com. Calm. All right, that's all I've got for you for this episode. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Anything Grows. 
And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. <laughs>